Hi folks, my name is Kevin Dunn and welcome to Agency Unfiltered, a bi-weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners around agency operations, growth and scale. Nobody knows how to scale agencies better than those that are already doing it and they're happy to share an unfiltered look into what has worked and what hasn't. In this episode, we have John Elmer, CEO of Bayard Bradford, a Houston, Texas-based agency. John's team leads with a sales-first approach to their marketing services. If a client's sales system and sales team aren't built to store, manage, and close sales opportunities, your marketing efforts could be held hostage. Improve your client's ROI metrics by consulting first around their sales objectives, process, and capabilities with Agency Unfiltered right now. John, thank you so much for joining us on Agency Unfiltered today. Well, I'm delighted to be here, and I promise to remove all filters. Yes, all right, leave your, check your filters at the door, because <laughs> uh, we're on Agency Unfiltered, but I'm excited to talk today. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before maybe we, we started hitting go on the cameras, but I think uh, uh, your team has a really interesting approach. Um, obviously, oftentimes you think about marketing services, you think about the marketing to sales handoff, you think about how do you maximize uh, the sales team's ability to take leads, close leads, but, uh, and I don't want to butcher this, but you market for sales success or you help your clients establish marketing for sales success. Why don't we unpack exactly what that is and how you approach it? Well, absolutely. You know, we came to HubSpot uh, out of an environment where we were doing digital transformations of sales and marketing for companies. And the idea behind that is really you want to uh, change the customer experience, you want to improve operational effectiveness. It even extends to helping companies uh, add or change their business model. And of course, you know, HubSpot as a platform has the technical capability to do all those things, particularly through the Connect platform, mm -hmm. where you can integrate all sorts of other applications to allow that. So, you know, we kind of see it as a uh, as a, an enabler of digital transformation. <laughs> we, we moved to HubSpot and uh, from the kind of consulting we were doing previously, which was more oriented around other CRMs. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason that we did that was because we found that by combining the lead generation with the CRM, giving the salespeople a way to view customer uh, and lead activity on a timeline, before they had ever uh, become uh, qualified and turned into a deal or an opportunity. It's extremely powerful intelligence for salespeople. And the process that we ended up developing for how we work with clients is really, uh, I think, maybe the reverse order mm. of how uh, a typical inbound agency might look at things. So what we mean by that is when we go into a client, what we do first is set the objectives for sales growth, right? Where are you trying to go? And this could be by product line or initiative, whatever the, whatever the objectives mm -hmm. need to be. And then we understand their sales process and we do the setup of HubSpot and we define uh, the pipelines and the sales uh, pipeline stages based on the sales process that we have worked through with the client. The reason we do that part first before talking about planning to achieve their objectives is because to us there's no point in generating leads if those leads are just going to drop into a box somewhere and you haven't proven that the organization has a way to store, manage, and handle them. Mm -hmm. And so 
We want to make sure that the system for capture and prosecution of those opportunities is working and solid and robust. Otherwise, you know, you're going to lose your investment. So really, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this, uh, the marketing side is really a hostage to the performance <laughs> of the sales side in terms of ROI metrics. So we've extended it even further beyond that, right? So once we get the CRM set up and we understand the sales objectives and the sales process and the sales capabilities, a couple of things happen. We recommend other tools to integrate through the sales hub, but then we uh, ask the head of sales to designate people to own the number for different product lines or different sales initiatives. And we then get those people on a team with their counterparts in marketing. And sales and marketing work together to develop campaigns. So we have a campaign methodology that really drives the inbound activity and creates kind of this end-to-end -end approach where the marketing uh, uh, budgeting and schedule and timeline and messaging and channels, everything is driven off of input from sales mm -hmm. about what they think is going to work as well as input from marketing about what they think is going to work. And the two work together and they work together through the duration of the campaign and sales provides continuous feedback mm -hmm. to marketing to help in real time improve the campaign. I mean, it's, you know, you can use A-B testing, for example, to really make that a powerful process, right? Sales says, well, I think it should be this, and market says, we think it might be that. Well, A-B test it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you have a, a whole new perspective and source of input. And the fact is, the salespeople are interacting with those prospects, and they're hearing from them, and they're judging the quality of the leads that are generated. They're the best people to give input on how to make marketing more effective. So I won't tell you that it's painless <laughs> to get those groups to collaborate, but when it works, it works really well. Mm -hmm. And so we call it marketing for sales success because we're really trying to break down the barrier between sales and marketing and make sure that it's more than just a handoff mm -hmm. of a MQL, you know. It's really about uh, making sure that the salespeople understand uh, from marketing the origin of that lead and where they fit and what messages drove them and, and accelerating the time to close mm -hmm. all the way from when that lead you know first converted to you know to when the deal is yeah. done. Um, sounds like no easy task. Um, I feel like I could unpack a number of different segments <laughs> here. First question or first piece that I want to hone in on. Um, you mentioned a few stakeholders. Stakeholders assign team members to own particular goals. Like, how do you go about assembling that team? Are you selling into the sales org to then loop in marketing, vice versa? Like, how do you assemble that team and make sure that maybe some organizations don't have a tightly aligned marketing and sales team? So, like, how do you just get buy-in from both sides? How do you shape the team to to work through that process? Well, that's a huge issue. I mean, you really <laughs> hit the nail on the head. You know, our perfect world is when the organization has a VP of sales and marketing. <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, as, I, as you know, we work in primarily business to business, industrial, uh, you know, high tech, you know, get your fingernails dirty kinds of businesses. And often they are sales focused and the marketing function is pretty light. Mm. And so 
that's why they tend to be housed. Mm-hmm. Marketing is often housed under the sales function, and there isn't even a VP of marketing. And oh, somebody, gotcha. You'll have a $150 million company that has a marketing coordinator. So and, this seems mapped to your the, the totally. industries that you work with, yes. the personas yes, that you're selling. very much so. I don't see this being a model that would work in a, a marketing-driven company, mm-hmm. but for an engineering-driven company, a technology-driven company, especially for complex engineered products and uh, services, where you know every there's a lot of personal selling involved as well as the lead generation that creates those opportunities. This model really works because the sales team finally learns what marketing is, yeah. and once they really get that their input creates better leads, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then everybody gets a lot happier. Yeah. But we, you know, we kind of stumbled across this because uh, we had one client who had actually had a HubSpot agency partner working for them doing lead generation. And uh, the, 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 they had a marketing coordinator working with that agency and the agency was busily generating, they generated a lot of leads. Uh, but then the CEO uh, asked us to come in and evaluate the sales process. And he's, you know, we, we need to grow, we're not closing enough deals, take a look at what we're doing. And actually the HubSpot agency that was doing their marketing recommended us because mm-hmm. we're more in sales and mm-hmm. We went in, we took a look around, we discovered that the sales organization actually did not know that there were leads coming in through the marketing agency's work into HubSpot. Really? They, did, they, they had been given logins, uh, they got trained back in the past, but uh, I think what happened was hmm. they looked at a few of those leads and didn't think they were very good and just sort of forgot about it. And they were going on about their business doing cold calling. There was literally, they were spending budget with an agency doing inbound, and it was stopping, hard stop, once it hit the CRM. Yeah, once it became a contact, just nothing happened. Nothing more. And they were actually doing all their business in ACT, in the desktop <laughs> version, the old CRM. So um, we basically transformed how that's all working together. We continue partnering with that agency. They were doing the best they could. It wasn't their fault that yeah, like we're generating total the disconnect. Yeah, we're doing what was asked between of us, yeah. the two. And so now, you know, like everybody wins in this deal. We've kind of eliminated the barriers and and the the sales group is like, oh my God, there's leads in there, <laughs> you know. There's something I can do besides cold yeah, calling. Warm, qualified, yeah, like yeah. strong. And, and we provide a good feedback loop, you mm-hmm. know, through this in a, you know kind of team approach of sales and marketing on campaigns mm-hmm. so that they can do a better job of adjusting more quickly to, you know, things that work well and minimizing things that don't. I mean, you summarize it pretty well. It's literally the act of removing blockers between, like that marketing to sales handoff, That's right? a great way to describe that's, that's it. That's really what it is. And, and I guess when I think about sales enablement services, or maybe when some agencies think about this, like a word that or phrase that often comes up is service level agreement. I'm going to help my clients develop a service level agreement. Right. Does that word ever come up? Do you envision, is that what you're doing? Or is there a distinction between your focus and like your process versus like helping create a service level agreement for these teams? You know, I think a service level agreement might in our world be a document at the end of the campaign planning process that basically says, here's the here's how this campaign is gonna run, mm-hmm. right? And, and again, it, that campaign has been created by the sales and marketing team, mm-hmm. right? And with help from the agency, right? All three are working in there. Mm-hmm. So it's a document about what that campaign is gonna be and everybody looks at it and says, yeah, we like this. 
sales, the sales and marketing leads of the team go to whoever's going to sign off on the budget for the campaign. And they say, this is our best effort. We think this is the way to go. We want $250,000 or whatever to run that campaign. And they're in it together. Mm -hmm. And so it's really not this notion of marketing is going to do this and sales promises in return it will do that. That that conversation is kind of rendered unnecessary by having a collaborative approach from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And 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 we, what we've found in the course of doing this is, um, you know, marketing in some organizations has been you know really held at arm's length from sales, or sales said, you know, you know, you people do a certain thing, and we don't think you know how to do other things. Whatever the misunderstandings are, getting the HubSpot agency together with the people internally doing marketing who can kind of be the advocate for what the agency is trying to do, Mm -hmm. and then educating the sales side on how this campaign-focused process works, making everything about goals, goal-driven, and then being really sure that you've got robust analytics and reporting Mm -hmm. on what's working and what's not. Everybody feels good about it because now it's not just your opinion and their opinion about what ought to work. It's about the data, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody can look at the data and say, hey, we gave it our best shot. Data says do more of this, do less of that, or it's not working, or do more, it's working great. Mm -hmm. It changed the dynamic completely. And when we got into doing this uh, to do the digital transformation of sales and marketing, this was the kind of outcome we were looking for, right? And I know digital transformation sounds like this lofty thing, but really, you know, I don't think there's great language to describe it. Mm. We're just, you know, like you, we're removing barriers to success. The transformation improves operational effectiveness. Maybe reduce friction might be yeah. the better. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's reducing like, friction. That's what we should be we saying. We are yeah. reducing <laughs> friction by yes. getting people to work together. Yeah. And the HubSpot platform, as everybody knows, particularly with the integrations and the apps that you can connect through it. Mm-hmm. It's now, today, I think it's it's really robust enough to, for somebody like us who came to this with a background in integrating CRMs to the enterprise, mm-hmm. you know, the ERP and other business systems in order to give uh, 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 accurate, trustworthy pipeline visibility to mm-hmm. the C-suite. You know, HubSpot is there today and uh, that's a huge change. And let's face it, I mean, we know from experience that the CRM itself is so much easier to use. The uh, We've seen adoption rates that are so much higher mm-hmm. with HubSpot CRM compared to the many others, you know, that we're working mm-hmm. with. It just makes our job that much easier. Let me ask you this. So at the very beginning, we alluded to like the traditional process for an inbound agency, if you will, right? So maybe I'm an inbound agency. The way you've kind of outlined the, the process in which you go about this has the gears in my head turning, right? Right. Um, what would you say is like the MVP? Like what's the minimum viable amount of expertise and knowledge around sales consulting, sales coaching? Like what is like the bare minimum, the boxes that I need to check to, to pull something like this process off? Well, uh, without a hitch. So I have a different answer for you. Sure. Um, we are getting ready to publish uh, an, a comprehensive ebook on uh, HubSpot's sales hub up to the enterprise level mm-hmm. and CRM deployment. And it's intended as uh, really a definitive how-to guide for agencies and clients on how you go through the thought process of picking an enterprise CRM or whether you need that level or not. 
whether the HubSpot CRM is right for you, and then once you've picked, if you've picked the HubSpot CRM, what sales automation levels you want to add into that, and then it's chapter by chapter, the entire deployment process and a checklist. And mm. so I think the answer to the question is each agency is, you know, can look at that and decide what skills they have, what skills they need. Um, to the question of how do you organize to do this, I mean, it's part of your business strategy, right? I mean, there's there's plenty of hugely successful agencies that are awesome at building websites, and, uh, you know, that business is never going to get smaller. <laughs> it's just going to get bigger, yeah. and with things like smart content, you know, there and growth-driven design, you know, we don't even need to go there, right? But it's a growing and evergreen market. But for agencies that are trying to do the whole platform, right, because mm -hmm. HubSpot is now truly a platform, mm -hmm. and, and we've embraced the platform, uh, you got to pick your, pick your point of entry, mm -hmm. whether you're going to be uh, focusing on sales as like the, the single most important uh, outcome that you want from bringing a platform to market, or what you know, or whether it's retention and customer experience that you want to be uh, an expert at with a service hub. Um, I mean, it's finding how deploying the platform is going to fit the way you mm -hmm. want to do business and what your skills are. Um, in terms of if you know that you'd like to do this kind of marketing for sales success and knock down the barriers between marketing Reduce and sales. Reduce the friction as well. Thank yeah, you. Reducing you. the friction. You're good. Um, then if you don't have those skills in-house, you you may want to find somebody who you can consult with on doing this, who can mm -hmm. help your agency acquire those capabilities. Mm -hmm. Or, of course, there are people who will, you know, will partner with you to do that. I mean, the example of us sharing the client with right. the inbound agency has worked out nicely. Um, so you have to decide whether you, you know, whether you want to build those resources yourself or acquire them. And I think the ebook that will be available to all partners, um, I'm working with HubSpot to get that made available as a partner resource. We don't have a date on that mm -hmm. yet, but summer of 2019. Um, it'll be a good guide for all of our agency partners to look at, to know what's involved in an enterprise CRM implementation and then you can kind of decide how you want to tackle that mm -hmm. as a long-term service offering or something that only fits with specific clients. Yeah. I mean, you made up a great point too, just um, identify your entry point, uh, but it sounds like this ebook would be an amazing resource, and I bet it pairs very well with the excellent education on HubSpot Academy that we have about the enterprise skew as well. Uh, well, in fact, we took all that education when we started writing the ebook. <laughs> That's good. All right. So it was the horse's mouth. End. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, let me ask you this. Um, sounds like the process, uh, like this campaign focused marketing and sale, marketing for sales success. It seems to be going really well. What did like V1 of this look like? I, I want you to, to like, was there a point of failure in the initial scope of this? And like, how did it, like, what's the iterative process to get it to where it is today? Like, so, what are the pitfalls that others yeah. can avoid? Because you unfortunately had to go through them for us. Well, this is actually more of a story, right? Okay. Because uh, I started this business in 2008 when I decided to create a consulting practice of uh, fractional or interim chief marketing officer. Mm -hmm. And the foundational piece to that business was 
uh, Salesforce implementation, because mm-hmm. HubSpot didn't exist at that time. And Salesforce, you know, had uh, Force.com and it had business process automation tools. So uh, we began doing the CMO uh, offering with the sales automation and CRM mm-hmm. and single source of truth, you know, for the customer database because we wanted our, uh, the marketing function at our clients to have the power of managing the customer data, getting it off of the salespeople's iPhones and having it be somewhere where we can mm-hmm. manage it. And so, uh, you know, I did that and did that again, did that for four years. It began to grow, but it was impossible to scale. Mm. So I had to go back and rethink it. And at that time, uh, I, you know, the, this was 2012 time frame. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what began being launched in 2012? There's a complete renaissance, as you know, in marketing technology. And that caught my eye. And, uh, and from there, we began to look at HubSpot uh, as the solution for replacing other marketing automation that we didn't like very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we were doing HubSpot to Salesforce integrations as our strategy for de- delivering a platform experience, mm. right? And building integrations with the systems as required. So from doing this going inside as a temporary CMO or contract CMO to being an agency that is building the comprehensive single source of truth customer database in an integrated platform where there weren't the great integration tools that mm-hmm. there are today. We're like, this is working. This is the right thing. And as HubSpot has now brought out the Connect platform, it's made it much easier for us to uh, articulate how we're going to market because people can just look at the HubSpot platform and go, oh, now we get what you guys are mm-hmm. doing. You, re- you see the power in... Uh, the single source of truth, managing the customer data, even out to the ERP, mm-hmm. right, which is traditionally in a finance-driven organization where the single source of truth is. And having control of that information really gives you power and a seat at the table. And and so, it's frankly, self-interest is why <laughs> we did that strategy, yeah. as well as the ability to implement programs that you know require these digital technologies. So. It was a long, hard journey from you know uh, trying to do it as an in-house function when the tools weren't available to today when you know it, it, it's just an explosion mm-hmm. of, of of fantastic applications and connections and technologies that if you can really figure out your go-to-market strategy as an agency, you can be in these companies for the long term. Mm-hmm because you're managing knowledge and driving continuous process improvement, Mm -hmm. which is what the digital transformation is all about, and removing friction. That's right. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Um, Final question. Time flies. Um, Ask this to every guest. Uh, What would you say is the weirdest part of agency life? Oh, the weirdest part of agency life definitely is the fact that uh, my two sons work in the agency. Yeah, the family affairs <laughs> the situation. The family business. Yes. And I see they're grimacing now when they hear this. <laughs> no, it's actually been a wonderful, uh, wonderful opportunity. Uh, the weirdest thing was that they both went to college and obtained skills that <laughs> almost unbelievably fit perfectly into the HubSpot platform model. And, you hmm. know, when they were applying for college, that thing didn't exist. So hmm. I don't know how this came to be, but it was like a hand-in-glove fit. So, uh, How do you plan for that? That's weird perfect. in a great way. That's great. Awesome. And I was talking to Brian Halligan uh, at Partner Day, and he said, you know, 
We have a number of father and son or family business agencies here, and I think mm-hmm. it's a you know a great thing. I'm like, well, you know, we need to form our own partner group. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, go bowling together. Yeah, right. Yeah. The family cohort of agency <laughs> partners. That's right. That's saying. right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, this has been fun. Yeah. Thank you, John. And that is it for another episode of Agency Unfiltered. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you saw, heard, or read, make sure to subscribe to our playlist on YouTube, our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or our newsletter on agencyunfiltered.com. Alongside episode launch notifications, the newsletter also comes with a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content from yours truly. And if you want to keep the conversation going or provide a counterpoint to this episode's discussion, tweet me at at Kevin underscore Dunn. I'll see you again in two weeks, but in the meantime, keep it unfiltered and let's all grow.